sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Welcome into the basement. Let me wipe that tear gas from my eyes and just ice up those pellets, those wounds from the rubber bullets. Oh, no. That was a joke. I was not at the Cedar Fest riots. And I don't think anyone here was. Oh, no. The, the lone black man raises his hand. Were you? So you were like one of what? A handful of Maybe, brethren out there? five or six. I didn't. I think I knew the other four. So it's like... <laughs> Wasn't a lot of it. What what the heck were you doing there, bro? Um, I had to make an appearance. I went before it got too bad. You know, I I figured it'd get rough around two two thirty. So I'm I'm like, let me just go see what it, what this is about. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure by now most are aware of the Cedar Fest riots. Um, I still have no voice, but heavily medicated. Dan Duggar here on the Spartan Sport Trap for at least a couple more weeks. Um, Eric Gordon he declared for the draft today. Um, Indiana stellar freshman. I declared for the NBA last week. Um, I'm going to work for the Orlando Magic, and so clearly Eric Gordon followed suit after me. As I've you know tested the draft waters and see that they're viable for departure, and I'm going to Orlando, Florida, and getting the heck out of Michigan. Um, our number from the top, if you'd like to talk, five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. Our email address already logged in. Go on and get them rolling. WDBM Sports at gmail.com alongside Ray Morrow. What's going on, bro? Man, just recovering. Recovering. I see you got a little pelt on your head. Do you, what happened there? Yeah, I uh, ran into a door <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night. So Spousal abuse. I love, no. I love it. You come back from weekends with the <laughs> randomest bodily marks. One week, what was it? Spring break, a hickey. Now you have like a, a a slice in your forehead from running into a door. And that is why I did not attend Cedar Fest. Would you you would have been arrested, huh? No, I wouldn't have been arrested. Probably would have broken an arm or something. We'll talk. <laughs> so we'll talk Cedar Fest in a minute. Jamal Spencer joins us. A B C three. What's up? Nothing much, man. Getting ready for tonight. Gonna have fun and go out tonight. Try not to injure myself like Ray. Tonight? What's tonight? A friend celebrating a birthday. You know, why not? Eh, why not? It's 60 degrees. No one cares about class anymore. Exactly. National championship. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We'll talk national championship as well. I've got a special guest from ESPN Radio joining us about 710. I'll tell you who in a second. Pavel Kaufman, scout.com, joins us. How you doing? Fantastic. Couldn't Great be better. Day. Great basketball weekend. Great. I saw Jamal at the Pistons game Friday. We were all over the map, bro. Yeah, man. We do work. I had a great time. We do work. Brigitte's beautiful face is back in the studio. Great to see you. Good to be here. I'm kind of disappointed I did not witness those Cedar Fest riots a little bit. It's one of those things I feel like you have to see. We're kind of over that. eh? We got YouTube. We're kind of over that, you know? We had our 05 experience. Some of you, I mean, I was in St. Louis, sorry. The Final Four. I missed it. Um, But our guest at 710, roughly, will be Eddie White. And a lot of you say, who's who's that? Who's Eddie White? Um, one of the most well-connected men in the world of sports. He was a former vice president of team properties at Adidas. He's been to tw- he's covered twenty Super Bowls. Um, he's putted with Jack Nicholas, driven a race car with Richard Petty. He is currently the afternoon host on ESPN ten seventy in Indianapolis. He worked with Digger Phelps. This man is well-connected. Just got back from the NFL owners meeting. And you say, how, how in the world did you get connected with this guy? What's he doing on the Spartan Sports Trap? Well, I met him at the Big Ten Tournament in Indianapolis. 
and that's where he broadcasts daily from. And I thought it'd be a great idea to get him on. And with all the hoopla down in Indy, with Eric Gordon going to the draft, Tom Crean, the new coach at IU, uh, why not get Eddie White on the show? He's the ESPN 1070 afternoon host in Indianapolis. He's going to join us here in about five minutes. So Eddie White of ESPN will join us about 710. Our number, 517-432-3893. Uh, anybody go to the Lil Wayne concert yesterday? I should have went. I did. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. hate on it now. Hate on it now. Yeah. I was I was at the Lil Wayne concert. I was front row. Um and it, I was there free. I won't say how. I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but I, I got into the concert um, and didn't empty my pockets. And that was one of the main reasons I went. I had a good time, though. Wheezy F. Baby, he did, he did his thing. I had a good time. People want to hate and call it whatever you want to call it. I, it was, I was entertained for two hours. <laughs> That's all you cared That's, about. It's, you know, it was worth you know, the, the, the opportunity cost. I wanted to go just to throw stuff at baby. I I really dislike How about him. <laughs> how about this? Um I can say this on the air. Um about halfway through Wayne's performance, someone threw a, a quarter ounce of marijuana on the stage. And uh Wheezy holds up the marijuana and says, you know all the charges I've got against me right now. I really can't have this up here and he, and he throw, throws it back to one of his uh, groupie dudes. Uh but definitely had a good time at Little Wayne yesterday. Big ups to the people who who helped make that happen for me to sit front row at Little Wayne. Uh, as well as my friends I was with. So big ups to them. Baseball, we are going to be covering Michigan State baseball April nineteenth. It's the Michigan doubleheader here in East Lansing. We'll be covering the second game. So look out for that live coverage right here on the impact. That's the same day as the spring game. Football. One thirty PM is the spring game. And uh, there'll be a free youth clinic as well there. So be tuned in. April 19th, the impact in the late afternoon hours, Michigan State Baseball right here on Impact 89 FM. If you'd like to send us a message or get in touch, phone line's down for now until Eddie White joins us. But our email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. With little voice, I plan to make it to 8 o'clock. But the Cedar Fest riots... um, well, your guys' initial impressions, is this idiotic, or did, did you get a good laugh out of it? I mean, Jamal, you were there, brother. I got there, and I was disappointed. I heard a lot about it, but I didn't know what it was. I mean, I know some people said they heard about it, like, months ago. I just found out, like, that day that there was going to be this big party in, you know, Cedar Village. So I go, there's, like, no music, just tons of people standing in the street drinking and screaming. I'm, I'm like, what is this? You know, I thought it was, like, a block party. They had the streets blocked off, but... It was it was really disappointing, and I'm sad I had to come down to tear gas and rubber bullets. But um, anybody else, um, your th- your thoughts? On it? I don't know. Is it kind of a rite of passage for MSU students to go to school here while there's a riot, or what? It's like Tom is on the Final Four. Like every four year recruit that Izzo brings in makes it to a Final Four. Every four year student in Michigan State has to experience at least one riot. I guess that's how it goes. Yeah, it's gone back for at least the last decade. Yeah. So you know, we we've experienced what two now. Mm-hmm. If you're a senior on the four-year plan, um, when did Cedar Fest originally start? Was it like the mid like to early nineties? Ten or? years ago, or I heard the eighties. So. I heard they're doing the eighties. So they're so trying they're to revive trying to... it. What kept? What held you back though, Ray, from not attending? Since you're one to get down with, with, with the get down. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't go. Uh, mostly the head injury. Um, <laughs> Got knocked out too. You're on the. Yeah. You're on and the. And the pup- fact that it was this girl's birthday, twenty-first birthday. You're on the, were you on the pup list? The physically unable to perform. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad I didn't go because I didn't want to do anything to jeopardize my 
future career. Yeah, we'll talk about the uh, <laughs> exact. We'll talk ex- exactly that um, after Eddie White joins us. But in case you're just tuning in, Eddie White, he's the afternoon host on ESPN Radio 1070 in Indianapolis. Former VP for Adidas, he's been to 20 Super Bowls. Um, he's he's a well-connected guy. We're going to talk hoops with him, as well as a little bit of the influence of shoe companies in college athletics. I think um, that'll be an interesting conversation. Eddie White will join us here in a few minutes. Um, but are you glad MSU is known for rioting historically now? Historically, no. I mean, the worst part is most of these riots don't need to happen, or they're always a. 20 minutes away from it being broken up peacefully. It's always great party for five hours and then someone ruins it or something like that. I'm, riots aren't a good thing to be known for. Parties, yes, but riots, not so much. Brigitte, can we get the female perspective? Well, um, we I've seen in the Lansing State Journal females on the shoulders of men um, about to flash their breasts. I think they did, actually. What, oh, wow. Yes. What, uh, yes. what, what's your impression of that? I mean, I Something just... you want to put on your resume? Obviously not. I think it's so tacky, and it just it riles the crowd up. It looked like spring break there, basically. Um, I mean, I we were saying, I think you said those were girls that got arrested or something. The first Some girls the people, that got arrested were yeah, the ones that, the ones that, that were like flashing everybody. But yeah, that's definitely not something you want to be known for, and especially now that it's on YouTube, like that's gonna follow you forever. I think that's I think that's great. Like when I I just got hired by the Magic, and I had to do this extensive you know drug test. Uh, criminal background check. Doot, doot, doot. Oh, <laughs> inciting a riot by revealing breasts in oh. East Lansing in 2008. That, yeah, that's, that's not something you want to be around that, That's great for, uh, for the future employers. Uh, but university spokesman Terry Dembo says this. Asked about the fact that 28 of the people arrested of the 52 were MSU students, Dembo said, quote, 28 of 52 is one way to look at it, but... 28 of 46,500 students at MSU is another way to look at it. And I agree with Dembo. I do too. That's less than 1% of students. You know, let's not categorize a university. You know, let's not blame a people for the action of one person. Right. And we, you, that can be applied universally. You know, you can apply that, you know, in the sphere of terrorism. Let's blame Muslims for terrorism. No, it's a, a less than 1% of. Muslims committing these acts. Let's not blanket a whole university. Um, be specific where you place the blame. Your guys' thoughts? I definitely agree. I mean, it's unfortunate, like you said, that 28th period got arrested. But if you look at the whole, is how many people stayed away from the incident knowing what was going to happen. You know, people smarter than I. So, you know, 28 out of 46, 500 is, is pretty good. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, Eddie White should be joining us. We're going to talk MSU hockey, the NHL, how pathetic it is, and the NCAA men's basketball final tonight. And, once again, the NBA. Talking about raising the minimum age to 20. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Rep on Impact 89FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. 
Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on The Impact. Only on Impact Prime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. More importantly, this is the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. If you'd like to get in touch, our email address is wdbmsports at gmail.com. Our phone number, 517-432-3893. Um, are we a good party school, Michigan State? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and classify it. What makes a good party school? I think just like the reputation. Most people, when they come up here, they always have a great time. I know at least my friends, when they come up, no comparison to Ann Arbor, anything like that. It's just it's a good place to go. Clearly, good bars, no comparison good to Ann Arbor. The people are just more fun. Yeah, I think the atmosphere is like most important. You know, everyone's just out to have a good time. It's not like, you know, you're drunken pricks. Like <laughs> <laughs> drunken pricks. Our number, 517-432-3893. Um, if you could go... I'm not endorsing partying. I'm saying that Michigan State is all right. But if you could go and experience another school in their atmosphere, personally, I would say Florida the last few years because they've won national championships in football and basketball. Can you imagine how wild that would be? Um, you, the U, Miami? I want to go to the U. <laughs> I want to go to the U. I already, you already know why. The Haitian women. All, all, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, the, the weather, the, the South Beach atmosphere, just the parties, oh, period. Nice. That's got to be nuts, you know? What about USC? Yeah. UCLA. We see the fun Matt Leinert has had. Man. <laughs> Gee whiz, hot tubs and, and all type of drinking instruments <laughs> may, have made their way around the web. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts, 517-432-3893. This all... Uh, in the aftermath of the riots at Michigan State that have uh, gotten much publicity nationally. Does this give uh, Michigan State a black eye? I don't know about just the Cedar Fest in general because we're essentially known to be like, you know, a big party school in a riot, you know. Nothing that hasn't already happened here, you know. It's not like, you know, something really, really bad happened. So we've had riots before. I'm sure we'll have them again some point later, you know, so... Not really a black eye. I'm it's not like bit. we have them every year, too. It's been like four years since the last year. <laughs> yeah, right. <wait>. Two thousand. <laughs> three years since the last right? Years, that's that's good numbers, they you know. Spread it, it out. <laughs> um, but what about the perception of the university? Does it does it even matter because we've had the rides in the past? Is it just kind of like tradition now? You just brush it off. Like, it's just another night out, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Like, <laughs> you know, cops came, broke it up, everyone went home. They're still going to party next weekend. Maybe not to that degree, but... Like you said, it's a nice school. We just want to have a good time. So, a few knuckleheads don't spoil the bunch. A few knuckleheads <laughs> don't spoil the bunch. What was the most enjoyable aspect of being in, in that riot atmosphere, Jamal? It was comical. Just like I said, one warm day. I think it was, that was the first 60 degree day we had. And everyone out there was like, you know, all the guys had no shirts on and were drinking beer. All the women were just walking around flashing everybody like it was spring break. And I was laughing. I'm like, we're, why? What's the point? You know, why? Why are there four thousand people in the street right now? I couldn't figure it out, but it was it was nice to check it out and laugh for a little while. So, what do you say to a, a male cop that arrests a woman for exposing herself? Is he kind of blocking the crowd, or <laughs> <laughs> how about how about the how about the pictures? My favorite picture of the riot was 
behind over a cop's shoulder and two guys mooning the mooning the cops. <laughs> I, th- I saw people walking up to the cops like they were Buckingham Palace guards and taking pictures of them like they weren't going to move or anything like that. They were flashing the cops, standing in front of the cop, like mooning the cops, like you said, and just taking pictures with them like they had to take it. Those people got arrested instantly. You know, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Un- unbelievable, but uh, all this in light of the riots. Hey, this this is a sports show, but guess what? We can talk about it's this campus. You know, so it's what this is what we do. Um, but clearly, we are a good party school, um, and also we're we're a pretty good hockey school. Um, we've had a lot of players depart for the NHL draft, both seniors and underclassmen. Um, Brian Lurg, he's gone, got paid. Abdulkader gone, got paid. Ratchuk gone. Who knows what happened there? Kennedy perhaps on the cusp of going to the NHL. Um, Pavel, just give me an oversight of this of each situation here. If you could take a look at Lurg, Advocator, Ratchet, Kennedy, and perhaps anyone else that may go to the NHL. Well, I kind I kind of wonder. It makes me wonder uh, what's going on with Tim Kennedy because I think he was going to be he should have been the first one to go. I think it's has to do with the NHL teams coming out and getting these guys themselves. Maybe the Buffalo Sabers aren't pressuring Kennedy as not as much. Um, Abdulkader has the best shot of making it. He's on the playoff roster for the Red Wings, as you said. So, um, and Brian Lurg, Mike Ratchick, who knows? You know, they're, they're going to spend the next maybe two years in the AHL in the minors. Maybe they get called up. Maybe they don't. Ratchick leaving two years early. I don't know why. I was surprised about that one. So um, I didn't expect Ratchick to go, but we'll see. It gives sh- guys like um, Corey Trop, who's a freshman this year, it gives him a shot to. Uh, Step up and be the next Abdulkader or Lurg or Kennedy. Uh, any mistakes made by going to the league early? I think Ratchick. I think he was playing on a great line this year. I think he was playing with um, Brian Lurg and he was playing with Tim Kennedy on a line. Or maybe Abdulkader. They switched midseason. So Ratchick had a great season because of the guys he was playing with. So I think, I think that made him go. But he should have stayed at least another year. I think junior year after that, you should leave. What's the current state of the program now, Michigan State Hockey? No, oh, it's Conley's a great recruiter. He's going to just reload, and uh, they're going to be back. Maybe not next year, but you never know. We still got Jeff Lurg in net, so anything can happen with a great goaltender. I mean, talk about how hard that is. I mean, yeah, he's going to get on the recruiting trail, and we're going to get some talent here. But um, you, you look at the banners at you know Munn, and you see that we won a championship this year and won 21 years before that. So, you know, it, it could take a while, conceivably, to get back to that national championship, couldn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think that national championship really put them, put all the players on state on a national level. So uh, I think they're just striking it, you know, within a year of the national championship before, you know, the whole open the floodgates with uh, Brian Lurg. What uh, what type of money are these guys looking at? Like, say, Abdulkader, he signed a three-year deal. What kind of money is he? What, what's entry level in the NHL? What kind of money is that? Well, he signed a 10-day amateur contract to finish the year with the Red Wings and then he's going to be on the playoff roster so he's going to get maybe like the league minimum I don't know he's going to get maybe like 300 grand the league minimum grand. And the league minimum is bread it's like signing a 10 day contract in the league you know you're going to get paid so I, for a 10 day amateur contract 300 I, I like grand. you know what I like I like how we refer to the NBA as the league you know why because <laughs> it is the league like the Ohio State it is the league right, right. we see we're going to talk NBA later how they're raising, according to reports, raising the age minimum from 19 to 20. And we'll talk about that a little later, my thoughts. We shared those last week, and it becomes an ever more pressing issue now that the NBA seems to be making that official. 
Um, but do you see anyone else leaving the Michigan State team? Petrie, perhaps? I, I'm not sure. No, I don't think Petrie's going to leave anymore. I think he's going to – he's a good kid. He might stay another year or two. Um, I'd still look for Kennedy to go. I think he's just waiting, and he's taking – all of his buddies are leaving, so uh, I think he's going to go too because the only guy he's got left on the team who's he's really, really close with is Tim Crowder, and I don't think Tim Crowder's leaving. So, I don't know. I'd still say Kennedy leaves. He might as well skedaddle. Uh, <laughs> our number, 517-432-3893. Um, our email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. You miss a show, don't forget we have podcasts at impactday9fm.com. Simply click the podcast logo and ba-bam, there you can download the Spartan Sports Rep archives and listen to us all day long. I'm sticking with hockey here for a minute. Um, the Red Wings announced that they'll sell tickets for $9 for the rest of the season. Uh, this, uh, more proof to my thesis, that hockey sucks, and it is heading towards where boxing is now. Um, we can't talk specific money amounts on this show because we're a nonprofit. Um, but how much does someone have to prod you, Jamal, to go to a hockey game? Would you go if you didn't have to take any paper bills out of your wallet? If I, yeah, would I go? Yes, I would. But that's probably because... I can enjoy anything if it's, you know, I'm not taking anything out of my pocket. Almost anything. I can't go to a baby concert for free. So, but, uh, you know, I look at this nine bucks. They're still not going to sell out a lot of these games, I don't think. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Red Wings having a struggling season selling things out. But we go right back to the phones. Mr. Eddie White joins us, ESPN Radio 1070. Eddie, thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem. How are you? Man, I'm fantastic. How's how things going with you? You seem like you've been a busy man this week. Oh, it's been a little crazy. We, uh, well, beginning of last week, we were down in Florida at the NFL owners meeting covering the shenanigans there with the National Football League. And then, uh, today we had a little, uh, press conference with, uh, you know, Eric Gordon shocking the world, uh, saying he was leaving after a year. Uh, obviously, everybody's known that for a long time. And, uh, yeah, so it's been a little crazy, but it's, it's also been fun. And of course, between that, we had the announcement and the press conference of the, the new basketball coach at IU. So uh, there's been a lot going on in Indiana. Eddie White, ESPN 1070 Indianapolis, joins us here on the Spartan Sports Wrap tonight. Eddie, you worked for Adidas as a vice president of team properties. What were some of the highlights working as a shoe exec? Well, I think the highlight, um, and I really worked for Reebok and Adidas. Reebok was our on-field NFL brand, and Adidas was our on-court basketball brand and we work specifically with servicing all the teams and uh, so I think if there was a highlight it would probably be the relationships that we developed over the many years with uh, a lot of the coaches uh, a lot of the top players uh, league executives and front office types with each of the respective teams um, you know I'm talking about like the Troy Aikmans of the world the Dan Marinos the Peyton Mannings the you know the, the Mike Holmgrens the uh, John Gruden's um, just working with those guys on a almost daily basis to service those teams. Reebok was the official supplier to the NFL, meaning that everything that the teams used at practice and on game day apparel-wise was, was Reebok-related. And on the NBA, everything that the coaches and the players use at practice and on game day was Adidas-related. And all that servicing, we also at that time over the years, we did USA Basketball for a bit. We did the NFL Europe. Uh, we still have the WNBA and, uh, 
it was about almost 96, 98 teams, and all that servicing was done out of our uh, million square foot facility in uh, in Indianapolis on the east side of town. Eddie White, ESPN 1070 from Indianapolis, joins us here tonight. Eddie, you, people say you're a very well connected man. Who are some of the most famous people you've had lunch or dinner with? <laughs> lunch or dinner? That's a good one. Usually people say golf. Um, well, I, I think I really have to be honest. I, I've been blessed. I really have. I think a lot of your listeners are, you know, college kids that are trying to get that one break or get, get that one opportunity to, you know, to do something in life, whether they're, you know, a lawyer and they want to get with a great firm in Detroit or Chicago or they're an accountant and they want to get to New York and work on Wall Street. Um, you know, you, you look for that opportunity. There's so many young, talented people coming out every year. You just want a chance. And I've been so blessed to have a chance and an opportunity to work at some really, really great places and have some fun jobs that, that were really entertaining and where I learned a lot. It all started, um, don't hold this against you, and you shouldn't because you've just been kicking their their butt the last couple of years, but started as when I was assistant SID at Notre Dame and made a lot of contacts there and, you know, played golf with a lot of the Notre Dame legends and, you know, whether it's Joe Theismann or Mike Golick or, uh, you know, any, any of the Notre Dame greats, you know, got to know those guys. And then to get the opportunity to get down to Miami and be the um, the PR guy for the Miami Dolphins and work with Don Shula, to work with Dan Marino, and, you know, you work with the, the, the John Maddens of the world and Al Michaels and people like that. And, and then to work with all the teams when I got to Reebok and, you know, you're working with every coach and every uh, team president and a lot of the great players in the league, whether it's, you know, I've had the opportunity to play golf with like a John Elway, a Brett Favre, a Peyton Manning. You know, I, yes, I've had putting lessons from Jack Nicklaus. I've had driving lessons from Richard Petty. I've, I've been, I've been blessed. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't say the names to be a name dropper or to to try to impress people. It's just, a, it's just a fact that I've been so blessed to meet some really great people who, from all walks of life, at uh, you know, great coaches, great athletes, uh, great athletic administrators. Um, you know, people that you really admire and, uh, you know, and, and had great people to work with along the way. And one of my, uh, my old student assistants when I was at Notre Dame is now a, a Sparty legend there, old Johnny Lewandowski in the athletic department. Uh, I remember him when he was about uh, 180 pounds. <laughs> he put on a few, I put on a few, but, uh, you know, he's a, he, he, he was great in, uh, in St. Louis coming out of there and, and academically come out of high school and, one of the top students at Notre Dame, and, you know, he, he, he had that professionalism as a student that, that you look for on any level, and, uh, you know, he took it with him to Auburn and then and over to Michigan State, and uh, he's been great. And uh, so I, I've been blessed to meet, you know, and, and I honest to God, I mean it, I, I, I am so appreciative of getting to know people like Johnny Lou as much as I am getting to know people like Jack Nicholas or Peyton Manning. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're famous. That, that doesn't matter because we we all know that there's some people who are famous and that are that are just jerks and people you wouldn't want to hang out with. But but I have been so blessed to work with a lot of great people and, and work with some really cool jobs and and uh, do some neat things along the way. And you know as uh, as I got butchered last week at the NFL owners meeting with all my my fellow brethren, my fellow NFL PR guys, they all were giving me a hard time for having crossed over to the dark side now. Of working with the media and uh, and you know working with ESPN on the radio side of it, but uh, you know it's been it's been a good gig and it's been fun so far and 
you know, and again, uh, you know, blessed with the, with this opportunity and uh, the people that you can meet, and uh, probably more importantly, the, the experiences that that one can enjoy and uh, and develop. Eddie White, ESPN 1070, joins us. He's worked for Adidas. He's worked for the Miami Dolphins, Notre Dame. You're an avid golfer. What's the most money you've seen wagered on a hole on the golf course? Wow, that's a good question. Most money wagered on a hole. Hmm. I would think the safe answer there would be at the NFL uh, quarterback club golf tournament years ago when he used to bring all the NFL QBs in and uh, part of the festivities was a golf tournament and we, we at 18 everybody would, would you know when the groups would finish they would go out to a spot and um, about 150 yards away and every guy in the group quarterbacks included and then the people who weren't making quarterback money people like me but I'll have to throw in a hundred dollars, and the closest to the pin won the uh, the kitty. And I think that year, I remember I was with Elway and Far, but I think, believe it or not, a guy like Bubby Brister of all people <laughs> was closest to the pin and walked off with. Uh, I think when you added everybody up, at uh, I don't know, it made forty guys at a hundred bucks a pop. So was that about four grand? So. Hey, that's journalism math right there. I can relate to you, brother. <laughs> hey, you uh, you work for a shoe company. Here's a more serious question: How much influence do shoe companies have on the on the world of college sports? Oh, I think it's it's it's, it's unbelievable. And I think there's good and bad to it. It's like it's like anything in life. I mean, if you're hungry and you're starving, and the only thing to eat is a, is French fries, there's good and bad. Well, one, the French fries are going to fill you up. The bad thing is they're really bad for you. And, you know, it, it could end up killing you if you ate too many of them. I think in intercollegiate athletics, the shoe companies have definitely become a, a part of the fabric of intercollegiate athletics. It's, you know, when you look at some of the contracts that some of the coaches are making on that high level, a lot of that money is coming directly from the shoe companies. Now, if the shoe companies weren't there to give that money, where would that university have to go to get it? Would it be the boosters? Would that hurt, let's say, the uh, women's soccer program? Would it hurt the fencing? Would it have? Would it hurt a, uh, you know, the theater department? Maybe would they, if they really need to pay that coach that amount of money, where would they get it from? So, in that case, it's probably good to have that revenue source that is the shoe company. On the other end of it is, you know, where does that um, that power begin and end, and when? Do some of the shoe companies tend to maybe get too much power? Where you know, I mean, there's there's a report in ESPN yesterday outside the lines, I guess, with Bob Lee about uh, Oregon and Phil Knight's power. Uh, we all know Phil Knight, the, the legendary founder of Nike, and it's a great brand, a, a great respect for Nike and what they've done there. But you know, supposedly the athletic director at Oregon got hired. He doesn't even have a college degree, and he's a former booster. And he was hired because he was Phil Knight's buddy, and Phil Knight pushed the university to hire him. So let's take a look at that. One, one of the one of the things and the warnings that the intercollegiate athletics and athletic departments and universities have told us is boosters. Watch out for boosters. Boosters can be dangerous. Well, Oregon hired a booster as its athletic director, and because he's a friend of Phil Knight's. So is that a case where a shoe company got a little bit too much juice and exercised it? Maybe, maybe not. You know, I mean, they're not on probation, so 
that's good. I mean, they're clean, and at least, you know, we, we, we think everything's on the up and up. But, you know, when you see what some of the shoe companies are doing, going all the way down into the, uh, you know, the AAU level and the grade schools and the high schools and, you know, where guys are making McDonald's All-America teams because they know this guy or know that guy, and guys are being allowed to go to a camp or not being invited to a camp because, you know, they've committed to go to a Nike school versus a Reebok school versus an Adidas school. I mean, that's not right. But, you know, I get maybe it's a necessary evil that the, the NCAA probably works with every day. But, you know, I look at the NCAA has so many problems that they need to keep track of. You know, um, not getting off tangent, but, uh, I mean, we're going to get into this tomorrow. I mean, our show today was a lot of it was Eric Gordon, Indiana, and, and the Pacers fighting for their playoff lives. But, you know, that was interesting. Uh, the news that came out last week where a lot of the athletic directors from the Final Four schools have said they're going to lose money. Uh, going to the Final Four because of the uh, the payouts that they have to make to the NCAA for some parties and for four night minimums and you know, the athletic director at North Carolina was very very upset that you know they they weren't getting the tickets that they got the last time they were in the Final Four and here's the NCAA they went ahead and did a deal with Razor Gator which is a, you know a ticket organization and the NCAA was always against scalping and they just went ahead and did a deal with with the company that flat out scalps tickets and sells them. And, you know, when who, you know, and people tell me, well, when you rip on the NCAA, you know, that's not right. You know, the NCAA is only doing what the member organizations and universities want them to do. Well, what universities voted to do a deal with a scalper? I don't think that ever came up on the docket. That was done by somebody at the, at the NCAA office in Indianapolis. But, you know, so there's bigger fish to fry out there. I mean, I think you're always going to run into something. I, mean, I thought it was interesting what the Lopez brothers finished playing on Sunday. And what, by Tuesday or Wednesday, they had already signed with an agent for the representation? Did they make that career decision based on just 48 hours of due diligence? I mean, come on. I mean, there had to be some discussion before that. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of crazy things out there, and it's, you know, it's not a perfect world. And, you know, I don't know if anybody can ever manage this thing to the level it should be managed. But uh, I guess all I can do is hope that whoever it is, that the NCAA, they're, they're doing the best they can. Hey, just a couple more for you, Eddie. I know you're a busy yeah, man. No, hey, no, no, how no, about, uh, I know, sitting next to you at the Big Ten tournament, we talked NBA. How about this new proposed NBA age limit to 20? What do you think about that? I think it's hypocritical. I mean, it's a joke for Miles Brand, the president of the NCAA, to say, well, two years would be better than one. Yeah, but you're still only halfway to a degree. And I guarantee you, the kids that go for two years that were only going to go for one that wouldn't go for any if they didn't have to are not going to be two years towards the collegiate degree. No way. It's it's hypocritical. You know, it's amazing when they can sell a kid's a jersey with a number on it in the bookstore and they can use the kid's likeness to sell something and put them on a yearbook or a media guide and then – you know, turn around and not, I'm not saying give them a cut, but not be fair. I mean, you know, to to help the kid with, you know, if you're in the Final Four, make sure he could take his mom and his dad and, and you know, give him a free trip to the Final Four or something like that. But I just think it's the NBA doing uh, what's best for them, and it's the NCAA doing what's best for them. And neither one of those organizations, I really believe, is not putting the uh, the student athlete or the kid number one. I think they're just doing it because that's the way they want to do it, and that's the best thing for them. They're trying to they're trying to cover their butts and then set it up where they can just have continued success and make as much money as they can. Eddie White, afternoon host on ESPN Radio 1070 in Indianapolis, joins us here tonight for just a couple more moments. Last one for you, Eddie. You've been to 20 Super Bowls and counting. What's the best Super Bowl party you've been to, and why? Uh 
best Super Bowl party. It was probably my first one. You know, I think every time anybody does something, you know, that's really neat, and they do it three or four times, they always say, hey, the first time I did this, it was special because you didn't know what to, what to uh, you, know, you anticipated something great, but you really didn't know what was going to happen. I believe it was probably my first one, uh, was, uh, the first commissioner's party that I went to. Every Friday before the Super Bowl, the commissioner of the NFL has a gala. He invites a bunch of um, – it's like 4,000 people, and they rent some unbelievable place, and they got great bands and great entertainment, stuff stuff like that. And uh, this one was at the, uh, they rented Universal Studios in L.A. Uh, for the night. And you parked, you get, you took buses out there, and you parked, and they you had a tram that you came in. And I can remember walking in, and like in front of me was uh, like these movie actors and actresses and Behind me was like uh, uh, Joe Namath and some of these NFL greats. And this is my first Super Bowl. I'm thinking, holy mackerel, what what did I walk into? And there were all these Hollywood people and NFL legends. And I'm like, this is like unbelievable. I remember thinking like if a bomb went off, we lose half of the NFL Hall of Fame and we lose half of Hollywood. And it was just really, really a special party. And uh, just, you know, I mean, you, know, you, you go over to get shrimp and there's uh, – Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown in front of you in the shrimp table, and then you go to get uh, to get a slab of turkey or something like that. And there's um, uh, you know some other actor from Hollywood sitting there talking with like Dick Fuckus and you know John Elway, and uh, you know it's just one thing after another, and uh, it was very very impressive. And then you know years later, I think I think it was the reason it was the best one, and I remember it, and they had the bigger names and the most names was because it was so close to Los Angeles. It was right the, it was the Super Bowl was in Pasadena, and uh, everybody was staying in Los Angeles. So the party was in L.A., and you know, that's where all the celebrities live. I think um, by the time I got down the road, we had a Super Bowl in Minnesota. The guest list was uh, not as impressive as, uh, say, the one in L.A. Hey, before you go, who you got, Kansas or Memphis, Eddie? Well, you know, I've been, like everybody else in the world, been dissing Memphis and saying how important free throws are going to be since the tournament started. So I'll probably just keep saying that and, and under, with the understanding that, you know, Memphis is going to win. So I'll just keep saying they won't, they can't. Eventually the free throws are going to catch up to them. Although they've been making them of late, it's, it, I just hope it's a close game. I mean, it's almost, I thought I was watching the women's tournament, because usually the women's tournaments, when they get to that round, you know, there are these 20, 15, 30-point margins, and I thought that's what the the men's uh, basketball tournament had turned into. But uh, hopefully it's a close game. I mean, we talked about having the four number ones and what a great Final Four. Well, it's been miserable. It's been boring. It's been terrible games, and uh, hopefully it's close, and, uh, you know, hopefully the best team wins, and then next year uh, Michigan State can get back in it again, because I love your coach. I think your coach is... It's spectacular, and uh, I always wish Michigan State the best. Big fan, big fan. Eddie White, hey, thanks for your time. Listen to his show, ESPN Radio 1070 in Indianapolis. Thanks, Eddie. All right, my man. Be good. There's the words of advice that ring loud and clear throughout East Lansing tonight. Be good, East Lansing. But, hey, Eddie White, afternoon host on ESPN Radio 1070 in Indianapolis. Thanks for your time. What a great interview. He has been all over the place. The vice president for Adidas, been to 20 Super Bowls. He's worked for the Dolphins, for Notre Dame. He's, 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 he did his thing, and now he, as he said, crossed the dark line to work for the media. But I'm sure, I'm sure to cross, I'm sure there was a nice wager to cross that dark line. But he's very well connected, as you could hear in that interview there. And unfortunately, if you missed that, or fortunately, if you missed that, we have podcasts, and that's on impact89fm.com in a couple weeks. I'm sure it'll be up, and you can hear the interview with Eddie White, ESPN's 
radio host in Indianapolis. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we will talk the NCAA Finals tonight, Kansas and Memphis, and the NBA. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, the Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Impact Exposure. We'd like to thank our guest just then, Eddie White, ESPN Radio 1070. Thanks for your time, Eddie. Um, back to the NCAA Finals. Kansas and Memphis tonight. People have been hating on Memphis, as Eddie said, all season, myself included, with the free throw shooting. But boy, do they look like an NBA team. Could the Memphis Tigers beat the Miami Heat, the worst team in the NBA? Yes, by 15. Hands down. Is it just the size and athleticism? Is 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 Memphis? It seems like they're built as an NBA team. They are. They've got a, a big point guard. They've got a, a slash who can get to the hole. They've got an athletic big man who's I think six seven, six eight. They look like a you know mid tier NBA team. They could definitely beat the Miami Heat easily. Just wash wash away some of the distaste after our thumping. I always believe that there's no point getting beat by the best. If you know if you go out early in the tournament or if you go out at all, if you get beat by the champion, that kind of takes a little salt off of it i think so who you got tonight i got memphis i don't i don't want to pick them but i've been saying for weeks that you can never bet on kansas because kansas will always let you down i'm surprised kansas got this far i had them losing a long time ago so i'm gonna keep riding with the hot hand gotta go with memphis they're beating everybody i'm gonna go with memphis as well i think they've had the toughest bracket so far i mean ucla their schedule wasn't that tough unc theirs wasn't bad Memphis had to meet or beat a few good teams, Michigan State. They had to beat Texas in Texas, and so I think they've proven their spot in the championship tonight. Ray Morrow, who you got? Yeah, Memphis. They're, they have too much momentum and too athletic for Kansas, I think, so I'm going to go with Memphis. How about this? Give me a reason not to pick Memphis to win the championship, 517-432-3893 or wdbmsports at gmail.com. I think Kansas has a lot to prove. Both teams actually have a lot to prove. You know, Memphis has never won the national championship. Bill Self for Kansas has always been early exits in the NCAA tournament. He's got no NCAA championships, so he could get his first or Memphis could get their first. Both teams are playing for a lot. And uh, I'd say I'd say I'll go with Kansas because I expected UNC to take care of Kansas and play in the championship. And, wow, Kansas was just rolling over UNC. UNC kept coming back, and Kansas just answered right back down the fast break. So I think Kansas has a lot going for him as well as Memphis. Here's the deal. If, if, here's the deal. if Kansas wins, I see Bill Self cashing out and jumping ship to his alma mater. 
Don't tell me you can't win a national title there. Because the same could have been said a few years ago that Memphis can't win a national title with John Calipari from that conference. Don't give me that from that mid-tier conference. They can't win a national title. You pull the right strings. You have the right boosters. You can get the right players, mm-hmm. as we've seen in Memphis's case. And you can win a national title, which I will say yes. You know why? Because they have a Detroit kid on their roster. Does the, Do the Memphis Tigers. His name's CDR, Chris Douglas Roberts. They call him Doug down in the D. Familiar with CDR. He's, the, he's, he's, all, he's our year. Yep. You're, you're probably my, more familiar than I am. Played against him in high school. My high school had a scrimmage, Cash Tech, right before the districts. You know they do some some inner squad scrimmages. You play people you probably wouldn't play. When I went to the gym, they were calling him Triple Dub Doug. You know, like he's a walking triple double. And I was like, this, this guy can't be that good. I think he lives up for like 30 and then set out the second half or something like something ridiculous. But he's, he's the real deal, man. He can play. Unlike some sports people in this market, we do have some practical athletic experience. Our, our figures can speak to that as well, unlike some other in this market. Go yeah. I just you got to give credit to John Calipari because he recruited this guy. You know, he Michigan State or Michigan didn't recruit him as well. As well, he goes to Memphis, and it's one thing to get a recruit there to your school. It's another thing to develop him, get him in the weight room. And this guy has become an amazing player in his time at Memphis. So it's John Calipari. All that credit goes to him. I remember. Yeah, 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 you could talk about you know dirty recruiting, whatever. We don't know the situation. It could be crystal clean recruiting. But the, from taking player to where he is there to developing him to the great player, like Billy Donovan at Florida, what he did with the kid for Horford from Grand Ledge, what he did in building his game up and making him such a strong player in a lottery pick, I believe it was, in the, in the draft, mm-hmm. unbelievable. That's a combination of, of coaching, developing that player, and the player's motivation. Uh, what what's our equation that we use? Was it motivation time or you know performance equals ability times motivation? And right. and there it is. We be, we're firm believers in that. Um, but how about the Memphis thug image? A lot has been said. They're thugs. They're cocky. This that tattoos, braids, whatever. How about this? Doesn't matter. It doesn't make you a thug if you have a tattoo. It doesn't make you a thug if you have braids. I've seen men with braids, or women even with braids, that have better hair than people who do not have braids. <laughs> More well-kept hair. Because you have a tattoo and you mark yourself, a practice that has been going on for centuries does not make you a thug. Because you wear baggy shorts does not make you a thug. I'm sick of hearing the thug image, the NBA, the thug image, the jewelry, this, that. What's wrong with jewelry? I think some earrings look good. A gold chain, that doesn't hurt. Little gaudy, so what? They've got the money. The NBA trying to clean up the image. It doesn't hurt to put on a collared shirt now and then to carry yourself properly. But also, it doesn't hurt to be a little flashy either. And guess what? When Chris Douglas Roberts dunked on Kevin Love and Joey Dorsey pointed in his face, people want to say cocky, want to say thug. I want to say swagger. Just because you were the last kid picked on the playground. Just because you were that kid who got dunked on and pointed at. Don't call Memphis a group of thugs. Don't be jealous. That I mean, they, they were better than Michigan State. They beat us. Don't be jealous. They're not thugs. I got a buddy who said, you know, no knock against Michigan State, but this is what he said. You know, I don't, I don't know if I can say this on there or not. We'll find out. But, uh, you know, he said Michigan, you know, Memphis was bigger, stronger, faster, and blacker than Michigan State. And I, you know, I kind of chuckled and laughed a little bit. And I went, you know, does that make them a, a thug team because they don't have a white guy on the squad? You know what I mean? They're 
They're beating everybody. People say Memphis can't do this. They win by 20. Memphis can't do that. They win by 30. And they have fun doing it. They're going to dunk on you and point at you. That doesn't make them thugs. They're beating you by 30. So who are you to say you can't do that? You know what I mean? Oh, that statement is, is fine. And you, you look, you, you want to, you can't even pull race card on this. Because right. you look, what what's the NBA? 85% black? Easy. easy. Okay. You, African Americans are good athletes. There are genetic reasons for that. And a white man can be as good of an athlete as well. But there's a reason 85% of the league is black, and let's not paint a, a team with the word thug just because their whole roster inc- includes at all African Americans. An well, Italian coach. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray, it'd be like Ray over here, just having you just recruit. You, yeah, you got to recruit the best player. I mean, regardless if he's black or white, you know. I hear you. Why would you take a you know white guy if he doesn't perform? Over and so is Hansbro a thug because he dumps on people? Exactly. You know, Hansborough, they call this guy Psycho T. He celebrates all the time. I, I saw him in a jump shot and run down the court punching in goofy fashion and making really goofy faces. But he's not a thug. He's a guy that loves the game. You know? So, you know, you could stereotypically, I could say this, but black guys <laughs> do it with more style. Isn't that, don't you see that all the time? A guy have an open dunk and he slams it and screams into the camera. He's like... Just yelling just all the way back, playing on defense. Look at Queen. I want to know. I want to know where this thug image came from. If you watch these NBA films videos, like we all love to go back and watch NBA at its best in the early '90s. Sean Kemp used to bang on people, and, yes, and point right in their face, like nose to nose, and that was fine. I saw a YouTube video today of Scottie Pippen dunking on Patrick Ewan and standing over him, talking at him. You can do that. I don't I don't understand where it's stuck it, in. It's part from. of the entertainment of the game. It's part of the emotion of the game. And for some people who were the last kid picked on the playground, who were the victim that got crammed on, um, I re- where did I read somewhere that Joey Dorsey co-signed the poster that Kevin Love got put on by Chris <laughs> Douglas Roberts by pointing at him? That's part of the excitement of the game. And, you know, we see that, like Ray said, we see that from Marquise Gray. Some players play with an, an, an up-tempo style. Of emotion, and I think it's great for the game. But let's let's not label Memphis as a thug team just because they're better. That's easy to label them because they're better than you, because yeah, they're better than your team. Right. It's easy to say, like I said, it's easy to make fun of someone, or it's easy to point the finger when you're the one getting dunked at, and you're the one, you know, getting embarrassed. So. And especially when CDR went baseline left hand, and oh yikes, Man. yikes! He's uh, he does he go to the league? I think so. Oh yeah, he's got to. I mean, he's got another year. In There's school, no way but... he can play any better. Right, right. It's Devin Thomas ish. Exactly. You know, you're just going to be going backwards if you come back. So I'm hearing good things about DT too. It's, it looks like Showtime just might be the first receiver picked as he stressed Top in fifteen in interviews with us before. He he spoke to an uh, NFL exec. And he said, all my life I've been told what I can't do. If you draft me, I will do whatever you want. I mean, you, you got guys with talent, and you got guys with the want-to. He's got both. He will do whatever this team wants him to do. And I, that's only going to make his stock rise. And speaking of things rising, the NBA may change their age minimum to 20 from 19. Um, we talked about this last week. Um, once again, it's a good idea in theory. Um, but how can you die, deny a man the right to work? I'm sure... David Stern loves the money that LeBron James made his league, as does Nike, when LeBron James was 18 years old and when he was 19 years old. And now you want to bump it up to 20 years old. Perhaps the NBA may be thinking twice about that when they have phenoms coming out that they would like to have, but are now making money overseas. And here's a tidbit. Don't be surprised if you see Costa Kufis from Ohio State leave Ohio State, 
and go overseas to play basketball. Just a tidbit. It could happen. But your thoughts, raising the age minimum to 20. Eddie White says it's hypocritical. I agree. He hit the nail on the head when he said it's hypocritical. Players, he was hinting at players being paid at least a stipend or certain circumstances, having family travel paid for. I loved it. I mean, well, let, he was talking about people getting paid. Let's remember that Chris Weber said once, and we know Chris Weber got paid, but before we knew he was getting paid, he says, I'm in Michigan. They're selling my jersey in the bookstore. My face is on the program. My face is you know, in the arena. And I don't have enough money to buy pizza. Well, we know now that was a lie, but you get the point he was trying to make. Even though it is hypocritical, I think I'm going to start calling David Stern the godfather because he can do whatever he wants and gets away with it. He can raise the minimum age limit to 22, and they'll do it because he can't. You saw they complained about the dress code. Now everyone's coming to the game in a suit and a three-piece, you know, whatever, you know. They can complain, but they're going to do what he says, or they're not going to be in the league. Yeah, I agree with Eddie. I mean, I think – one year versus two years isn't really going to make a difference. You know, they're still not going to have their degree. And if they want to go to the league, it should be their right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. We live in a country where men can be recruited to the armed forces at the age of 18, but yet they can't drink a beer or play in the NBA at the age of 18. And, oh, that's only a small percentage of Americans, but it's the principle that matters to me here. You want to deny a man the right to work. and what I, Like I said, it's going to further corrupt college athletics. More players will get paid. But more importantly, you, we won't see the talent. It's going to go overseas for two years because there's going to be Italian A-League and France, French A-League teams coming with their execs over here to high schools and saying, don't even go to college. We'll pay you a million cash tax-free a year, and you come play for our team in France. Bring your family. We'll put them up in the house too. Yeah, I'm taking that money and running to Europe and traveling for a couple of years. I mean, you can be a millionaire. You might as well, you know, live it up and then come back to the States. There, there it is. <laughs> it was silly not to. You know? I, I'll take it as an opportunity. I mean, you kidding to just go overseas and make a million a year and, and hoop? Well, I mean, you travel you Instead of go to college and have to deal with all that and classes? That's the worst part is, like you said, you get these guys who are academically ineligible. I'm pretty sure Eric Gordon didn't go to class. If he did... No more power to him, but he didn't have to because he knew he wasn't coming back. But now you've got these guys who are going to go to school that first year and go, I really hate this. I really don't want to be here for another year. But if they're on academic probation, they're not going to play that second year. So now they have to go hit the books, and that's going to make them think that much harder about going to Europe. You're going to get some guys to go to school for a year and then go to Europe. So. You want to talk, talk about maturity. Kobe Bryant seems pretty mature to me. Oh, you want to knock him for the affair. Okay. Kobe Bryant seems pretty mature. He came from he came from high school. I mean, right now, what's the age? It's nineteen now. Nineteen. Is there a big difference in maturity between eighteen and nineteen? Do you mature that much in one year? I think it it has a lot to do with the guidance of management of a specific team, um, the circum the surrounding environment of that team. The the veterans rely on the veterans more to guide younger players, making right decisions, stay away from the weeds, stay away from these type of parties, etc. You know, you know, so it's it, it may not be just because you go to college doesn't make you more mature, as we as seen this weekend with the Cedar Fest riots. Forget maturity. Look at every other sport with the exception of football. You can be a professional golfer at the age of 14. You can be you can go to the NHL, get drafted out of high school, you know, and be a superstar. You can be a professional baseball player before your 18th birthday. I mean, there are leagues where you can go out there and be a star. Freddie Adu signed multi-million dollar contract to play soccer at 14. So who are you to say that this guy's not mature enough to handle, you know, 
fame and fortune. Or Your thoughts, 517-432-3893. The email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. 517-432-3893. So, hypocritical. Do you think the situation is because it benefits both the NCAA and the NBA is why it's going? It's getting brushed under the rug the NCAA so gets, easily? The NCAA will get two years from a star instead of one, which means more money, more seats, you know, more tickets being sold, the possibility of winning a championship. The NBA gets to say, well, they get to mature before they get to us so we won't have as many you know, ruffians in the league. So the NBA gets that. Now I'm getting mature young men, and also I'm going to get a bunch of superstars at once which is the problem, because there would be some guys who went to college and some guys who went to the pros. Now everybody's going to come out at the same time. So, you know, everyone goes home happy except the kids. Quickly, tonight, this is your last chance to switch your pick. We've heard arguments for Kansas, athletic, deep, defensive backcourt. Memphis, athletic as heck, great guards. You, what's what's going to be, is this going to be a blowout game like we've seen? Is Memphis going to run away with this thing? Is is Kansas too inconsistent, letting a forty-eight, forty-eight to whatever twelve lead dwindle to four against Carolina? I'm taking Memphis. Final answer. Yeah, they beat everybody else. Like like you said, they played the best bracket so far. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and roll with Memphis. I, I I mean, I think Derrick Rose is playing better than anybody in the tournament. Number one overall pick in the next Absolutely. draft. Absolutely, I think. Um, Brandon Rush is playing pretty well too. I, I think that each team has his weapons, and they all they got to do is win one game. So anything can happen. You know they don't have to win a whole best of three. Got to win one game so both teams can show up, play their best, and hopefully it's a close game. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Hoping something similar. I actually, this might be a sin. Um, watched the women's Final Four game yesterday <laughs> between uh, Tennessee, Tennessee and LSU. Just caught the final five minutes of the game. Great ending. Candace Parker pushes the floor with seven seconds left, drops a dime for the winning bucket. Um, I'm hoping that'd be spectacular to see some of that. It's been a little bit of a disappointing NCAA, but nonetheless, still the greatest sports tournament out there. Ever. It's just basketball nonstop. It's been great. Look forward to it. 921 is the tip tonight between Memphis and in Kansas, and I've got the Tigers simply because they've got a dog from Detroit on the squad. At least one Tigers team is going to win. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, notice notice how we didn't talk about the 0-6 Tigers. Clearly because Pavel's from St. Louis and they just dog us. (laughs) But uh, Kiel taking HGH. (laughs) It's okay, they're all doing it. Right. (laughs) Great rebuttal. Jeff Schaup in the Jazz Spectrum coming up. He's plugging in, uh, he said two minutes. He said, or the peace sign. Either way, he's plugging in the laptop. He's got tons of tunes to play for you guys tonight. That's the Jazz Spectrum coming up at 8 o'clock. Two more shows left in my sports career, unless I get fired after tonight. Uh, But (laughs) thanks for listening. Appreciate all your support. Thanks to Eddie White, our guest tonight from ESPN Radio 1070 in Annapolis. More importantly, this has been Impact Exposure for Monday Night. The Spartan Sports Wrap for Ray Mara, Jamal Spencer of ABC3, Pavel Kaufman of Scout.com, and Brigitte Schroen. I'm Dan Duggar. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.